and then let's keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody, welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 344, where I'm going to be joined by Clay in just a moment to talk the new Amazing Spider-Man. We have a new run going. We have a bit of Ben Riley in the house. And then I'll talk about some other books myself. One of the things is, and I'll mention a little later as well, the idea that I was going to have Brandon join me for a little special spotlight on the ending of the Extreme Carnage, the Extreme Carnage. What is it? Omega? Alpha? I end up I, I end up talking about that here. That's what I was going to say until I started fumbling and bumbling. But yeah, we'll talk about that. We also will go through Captain Marvel, a little Deadpool stuff like that, a bunch of things to go through here. A couple books, though, that aren't on that list are the ones that the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, ended up picking for the spotlight, the Patreon-only exclusive spotlight each week. And those were a good one, Dark Ages, number two, and then a real crappy one, Avengers Tech on number three. Now, why would anybody pick Avengers Tech on number three? It's because it's written by Jim Sub and the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop. They wanted to hear me lose my mind, and I did. So there you go. You can hear that, too, over at patreon.com slash weird science. But with that, we have one other thing to do before we get into the books. Let's give a little shout out, a little roll call to those bad asses who ended up doing that. And we have a very slowed down version of the theme for some reason. Listen to that. That is very odd. This, this software right now is driving me up a wall. This this stupid software that I end up recording is is just nonsense. I pay for this. Listen to that. Some people won't even know that is what. Ah, here we go. Ted Probst out. Ted Probst. I love Punchline. Michael S. Forrest Polly. Cam. Joseph Wodzik. Matt Razor. Demon Three Thousand. Lady Abby. Matches Malone. Niels Teworth. David Fink. Joey Bercasco. Stephen Baum. Tony Walton. Jason Colby. Sue Forty Two to You and Me. Michael G. Ken Halleck. Come Boom Rocket. Cellar Dweller. Mark Jager. Aldrin Stoja. Nick Adams. Bill Beer from the Bat Pod. Ruben. Carlos. Lobe Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, he's probably asleep. Simon, Luis, Man Ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, My Man P from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, Our Man Rob Lewis, B Murr, that is Brandy Murray, Double A Ron up there in Minnesota. Where is Double A Ron? I just said he's in Minnesota. There we go. This software, I'm telling you, as I'm recording this right now, I'm also getting messages and sending nasty messages to the tech people of it. And that right is in the middle of that, as I'm going insane, they send me a message like, we don't see any problems on our end. Get on my end. Get over here in the stupid basement and listen to this crap. Holy crap, I'm getting so... I paid for this. I'm a frugal man. I'm a cheap man. I'm not a handsome man. I should just sit there. I'm like, here we go. You can stick it. That's what I should put. But hey, let's not do that. Let's get to the books where I can calm down. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm about to cry. 
This is what happens. This is the stuff that ends up ruining my whole entire week. I, I just need to just get up there, boom, record, and I do the editing. All this software has to do is record and give me the sound effects. That's it. That's all I need. Is it asking too much here? Am I Am I asking too much to pay $20 a month to be able to hit a record button and that it will record and give me the option to play a sound effect? It's not too much. I don't think that I'm, uh, you know, pressing the issue here. Holy crap, but we're going to go off. I'm just going to be angry now for the rest of the week. <sighs> this is what happens. This is why I tell everybody, don't podcast. It ends up, it, it boils your blood, it does. I even have here, here it is. There's my blood pressure medicine. Why do I need that? Oh, I forgot I'm a podcaster. Am I? <laughs> it, it, that's why when we go, then the books, if they're not good, then it, it, that adds to the level. Hooey! This is a tirade nobody expected, but we're going to go off right now. I know for a fact that I end up, you know, cheering up a bit with me and Clay, because we're going to go off right now to The Amazing Spider-Man number 75. All right, and I am here with my man Clay. What up, Clay? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, okay. We're going to be doing a lot of Spider-Man. We're starting off this (laughs) new, brave new world with Ben Riley. all this stuff that we have heard about. It's weird, too, because... I don't know. I, I'm not exactly down at the malt shop talking the Spider-Mans and things like that. I actually thought that there would be more hype for this. but And there probably is, and I'm just not hearing it, but I'm just not hearing it. And the idea of the end of the Nick Spencer run, a lot of people, you know, were kind of irritated with how it ended. We had it on the Patreon. We weren't exactly, you know, thrilled or whatever. But then I think that everybody, like, you know, I, is it the proverbial they blew their load now? And then people are like, all right, I'll, I'll check this, Ben Bradley. But, they, you know, maybe we need a little buffer. I, I don't know. Because we're going to have a lot of Spider-Man weekly, very weekly, as Luke Hollywood would say if he wasn't sleeping. And uh, But I don't know. I'm hoping that people are excited. We like this issue. I, I'm excited for Ben Riley. I'm excited to see now it's it's sad when we find out. And the other thing, remember, I was like, what happened? Like, I thought that something was going to happen in that 74 to Peter because That's, we were keeping That was told like it. the biggest dupe was the yeah. fact that like, hey, something really bad is going to happen in Nick Spencer's finale. And we were seeing the, you know, freaking Peter was getting the crap beaten out of him in Sinister War. And we're like, oh, this is what happens to him. This is how Ben Riley's going to take up the mantle for a little bit. This makes sense. And then nothing happened to Peter. I mean, he he had like maybe, you know, a couple bandages at the end of that uh, issue 74, but he yeah. seemed fine. I think you're right. Nothing did happen. To him. Boom. One more day. It's still gone. But yeah, you, you end up where, yeah, and I'm like, well, what's happening now? Like, what's going to go on? I had the idea, and this is just me. I actually thought that it was going to be that at the end of that, it, one more day is not a race, but Peter's aware it happened. And then he decides, listen, I got all that ripped away from me, even though it's kind of his fault, whatnot. But hey, MJ, let, let's hit the skids. Let, let's go out somewhere. Let's disappear. And let's make a family. Let's do the stuff that we should have had and did have before. I thought it was going to be as simple as that. It, it wasn't. And then you get into this because I'm like, well, what the heck is happening here? 
we get into this and Peter is like front and center right away. And I'm like, oh my God, maybe all this was a dupe. Maybe I dreamt it up or maybe they're really like they would, they were keeping it. And it was one of those like, you know, controlled leaks that we end up at, but no, we'll, we'll see. And it does look pretty horrific when we get to it. And, and if you would have had a poll, I think beforehand and said, okay, Peter is going to get hurt real bad in the 75. What villain do you think does it? And if somebody said vapor from the UFOs, I, I would give them some money. I, you know, <laughs> if that was what you were going to pick. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that works, I guess. We'll see what's going on. And we'll talk about it as we go. But yeah, that actually was like, oh, really? Like, that's crazy. But this is The Amazing Spider-Man number 75, written by Zeb Wells, art by Patrick Gleason, colors by Marcelo Menez, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And then you end up having backups, Kelly Thompson, another one by Zeb Wells. And you get the other thing, and, and hopefully we're going to, well, we're going to find out pretty quickly because this is going to be every week. The idea of this rotating cast of writers that always worries me and always does. The one thing I like, though, because that you get that, like, just say, I'm trying to think of a DC event that they end up doing that with like a future's end. They ended up, there's like 10 writers, but you never knew who was on what they just, I like that we get to know who's on who. So we know who to point fingers at and start yelling. But I do like the, the setup. I do like who's writing this. I like most of the writers here. I just get worried when you have them mixing and matching. And things like that But they're on the beyond board And that annoys me too I, I don't need them to play those games Like they're actually on the company Screw that But here's previously I'm, I'm giving all my nitpicks Peter Parker has been through hell Really A sinister war and the most harrowing fight of his life Has left Peter very scathed And left Peter's best friend Since college Harry Osborne very dead That seems a little cold I, I Hey Peter scathed <laughs> Harry's dead. Peter's gone through intense situations before, but has always bounced back. He'll do it again this time, right? Well, we'll see. That's not maybe the case. I do like that double cover deal that you have with Peter and Ben. And then you go and you start off with a bit of memories. And I'm going to tell you this. These are, I'd love to say they're Spider-Man memories, but they are Peter slash Ben memories. This is the thing that you end up having when you're reminded by Ben at one point like these are things he they're not his real memories but he remembers them and when you see this you see Uncle Ben you end up seeing that and even before that you end up seeing the whole idea where Peter he steals gum you know Aunt May goes back and pays for it and then Uncle Ben he's talking to him and I love this is one of those things like you have to act like people are watching when nobody's watching it was when you're gonna be you know, at your worst, but be your best. Don't don't take the idea that you're not being watched to do bad things. That's where the responsibility and the stuff comes in. And then it gets horrific. <laughs> it's just spiders and an empty head of Uncle Ben. Like, it's awful. And then you end up having Peter wake up. And it's a nightmare. Oh, my God, I got this and all this stuff going on. And right there i'm like okay there's there's peter like what's going on but we we find out and it's kind of a cool thing because peter like he does he likes to hang out he goes to the goddard building this is where he likes to collect his thoughts he likes to you know have the fun of being spider-man and it almost feels like at this point if ben riley doesn't come zipping by and there's not this beyond corporation not all this stuff 
it almost feels like there is Peter resetting the batteries and, and getting back to being Spider-Man after all of that nonsense. And now maybe, you know, we'll get some cool. But that's what Ben Ben zips by him. And it's just another Spider-Man, but it is Ben Riley. And they even say, I knew it was you. Uh, but you go from there because you end up having them, you know, Peter kind of confront Ben and ask them what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And I, I love and I hate this conversation. The reason why is the fact that like we always see, and, and it's a classic trope of, of heroes, but especially Peter Parker and a lot of people have even like they they have freaking uh hated the fact that they do this to Peter and they do this to Barbara in the sense of like hey Peter has to always be poor he always has to be in a situation where his life is not great and here comes Ben Riley oh hey um the reason why I'm here is uh well I'm Spider-Man now and uh you can't be by the way, because we bought your trademark and uh, we bought some other stuff and I'm going to have to ask you to stop being Spider-Man and uh, yeah. I'm getting did, paid for it. So, did, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it angered me. Now, I do love the idea of the Dan Slott deal where like what? I didn't trademark. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, <it> was, <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah you're like that, that happened. Doc, Ock, you bastard. But you end up with all this stuff going. I actually. It did take me, it threw me off a little. First off, with the idea where you know that it's Ben. Obviously, we know because that's what the book's been set up. But Peter does as well, even later. Like, that was you, right? Um, but Ben's not nice. Like you said, he comes off as a bit arrogant, a, a bit of like in your face with the deal without, you know, where is the point where Ben's like, well, maybe we could get a couple Spider Men. Like, if this is going to be the deal, like, hey, I, I know a guy. Who might be into this as well and go to Peter and say, hey, we could do this. And Peter might decline or whatever. I don't know their whole thing. Also, just as one other thing is, it does remind me of that crazy suit thing that J. Jonah Jameson was doing. That's what immediately what I thought And and I'm like, what are they going to say? I mean, they kind of – and it felt too much like that, even though it's funny because I, I don't know what goes behind the scenes at Marvel. But I couldn't think that at one point Marvel said way ahead of the time, listen, you know, the threats and menaces, the whole suit thing, ditch that because we have plans later because that the plans. What do you mean plans later? I'm on the book. And then he gets fine. But it does seem it felt so much like that. It felt so much like that. And even at the end of the thing where, you know, you end up having Ben. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to go and use as a spinneret to disable Peter and have him there. You know, this is that tech that we're going to end up talking about and stuff. But I'm like, what a jerk! Why is he doing this? I do like when he find like when he sees Ben for the first time. He's not entirely sure who it is. He's like, "Hey, Spider Verse, what the hell are you doing out here?" And I, I, I genuinely love the the interactions and the dialogue in this book. It's hilarious. I actually really do like it. And on the side of Ben Riley, it's really hard because, you know, I just said that there's this trope that a lot of readers hate with Peter Parker. But at the same time, Ben Riley has died several times. Like, and again, same with Peter Parker. But like, it's it's hard to argue against both. 
you know, because Ben Riley, he's finally like, hey, I'm 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 trying to better myself. And if that means that I have to take your name and get money for it, that's what I'm going to have to do. At the point when they're having dinner even and there's a lot of like back and forth talking heads deal with it. But I do like it where there is Ben saying, you know, I I do have your memory, like almost like Peter's like, oh, man, I'd never do that or whatever. You know, that's not. And tries to almost like school, ben, but Ben's like, I, I know why you do everything. I, I, I'm you. I, I have those memories. They may not have been mine naturally, but I have them in there. They're in my noggin. So I'm you doing this. But I just, I wanted Peter at one point, like, how do I get in on this rig? I need to get some cash. And like, well, but and, it and never the, happened. The worst part about that is because I thought the same thing immediately when. And we'll get more into it when we get there. But there's a time in this book where Ben Riley and Peter are working together as Spider-Man and just the back and forth, the dialogues, the scenario. I was having fun. I was like, this could be great as a book. Like, I, I genuinely think because I, I haven't read it, but I do know at, at a time there was like the Spider-Man book and it was mm-hmm. Miles and Peter. Yeah. And, and, I'm like, and I'm telling you, get Miles in with this, with, with well, Ben and again, Peter, get I, them all. I like, love it. Ben was talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to have to take the name Spider-Man. I'm like, um, Miles Morales is still out there. He's also named Spider-Man. Like, how how yeah. are you? Are, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure they're going to that. They're going to have an interaction. Yeah. No, and Salvin the Meta's on this and you have some tie-ins, I think. So that would make sense with the Miles deal. Uh, I remember when we... We first started the Marvel podcast, so we're, I'm doing things. I'm coming up with titles for the podcast. And at, at one point, I just gave up, and I ended up putting the, you know, what issues we're talking about as the title. But at one point, we were talking about an Amazing Spider-Man and a Miles book. So I put Spider-Men just as, like, kind of a joke-type thing. And a guy argued with me for two whole weeks. And this guy barraged me with things that you can never say Spider-Men. Spider-Man, I'm like, there was kind of a book. The guy was an idiot. It just reminded me of that. But I do like when Ben, like some of the things where he does seem like a bit of a prick, right? But he also ends up when he says, shh, and then Peter gets mad. Nobody shushes. He's like, no, no, no. People are listening. We have things because he's already got that tech. You have that a little later as well. And he doesn't want to reveal, you know, Peter's identity. Like, it's cool. He still has that, you know, coolness to him. In there, and I do like even when you have, and I love the art in this, and you have the back to back, like you know, I really thought at one point they were going to go to the trope of pointing the, the you're Spider Man, who are you, who are you? Uh, but I like when they're talking about stuff, and I like when Ben is is pretty much laying out the whole deal of the you know, the good points of this beyond corporation. I, you can't trust these people, and you know that, but. When he's talking like, I get this tech, I get paid mucho dinero. I mean, he is rich. And there's poor Peter. He's like, I'm going to go snap some photos today. And though I like that, and I like the idea where, you know, we're going to have some fresh blood and going on. But like you said, I wish that Peter was still around. I, I, I wonder, I guess it's one of those where they think that you just have to get him out or people would want him in. But I think at this point... I think people would be open to having Peter, uh, you know, kind of come in a little and whatnot. But you end up having Ben go back and you're going to get his whole deal, 
which again, he goes back to Janine. Peter goes back to MJ, you know, back and forth with that. But you do end up seeing this weird thing like you have therapy for, for Ben. There's, oh, it's time for therapy. Okay. And he must think this is a good thing, but I'm guessing that it's not. And and some things that seem pretty intriguing. And I, uh, I do that. I do like the back and forth. Like it's one after the other. So it's not like you're getting Ben's background and then you're getting some Spider-Man stuff and then you get Parker. It almost comes immediate. It does come immediately afterwards. So you're seeing how like Ben is having like the time of his life. He has he has the girl. He has the superhero gig. He's getting therapy. You know, he looks like he's on the up and up. While you look at Peter, he's he's depressed because of Harry. He is kind of like forcing himself to not really deal with that emotion right now because he's like, oh, you know, there's an explosion here. I need to go deal with that. And MJ even says, like, you do know that at one point you're going to have to stop and actually deal with the emotions that are or that you're you know dealing with right now. He's like, yeah. Uh, but not today. <laughs> and and isn't it crazy? And you have the whole deal where Janine, when he goes in, she's crying because she was in jail. They they got her out of jail when Ben agreed. This is part of the Beyond Corporation. She got out of jail. Now they're living. And you're right. It's like one couple here is just on the rise. Like the, the world's their oyster. And then even to the deal where I think it's kind of crazy that hey, uh, what are you? Because he gets hey. Uh, we need you, Ben. Oh, is it another therapy session where Peter's there and, and MJ's begging him to go to therapy? Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. y- you end up. And at this point, I like the idea in my mind. It's when you find out, like, you know, somebody that, you know, went to work for like Google. Or so like, and the, the nonsense that you hear, I'm telling you, it's like, you got to go in and there's a buffet set up of like all these perks and things. You're like, this is the best. And that's what he has been as in front of him. And yet Peter, he's going to snap the pictures. It, he said he's depressed. He's beat up all those things, but he's still Spider-Man. And yeah, he, there's an explosion, like you said. And he ends up where I've oh, got to do that. That That's what people do. We've seen this. It's kind of a, a trope of comics and things like that, where, you know, all of a sudden, oh, I'll, I'll go do that. Oh, man, I shouldn't be happy, but I, I'm glad that I can go over. And they go, and boy, at this point when we're waiting, you have to be at this, like, even when you look at the page count, and you're like, something's going to go wrong. And when he says goodbye to Mary Jane, like, okay, what's going on? Because he ain't coming back. Like, something really bad is going to happen here. But yet when you get to this, First up, you see it's the UFOs. Like, all right, you know, the UFOs, X-ray, you got the vapor. And the, and while he gets there, you have one of the funniest parts of the book, right? When he gets there, you'd say it because we laughed it was, about it when he gets there. It's golden. I yeah. love it. Uh, Peter comes out there and he says, uh, uh, what does he say? It, oh, uh, basically saying that they smell. He's like, it's almost like one of you is made out of noxious gas. And they're like, yeah, it wasn't funny the first time we heard that. And he's like, first time <laughs> that's when you send be ben is like you know getting out of the rubble and he's like oh yeah uh by the way they don't think we're funny yeah yeah and that, that was fun and that's where like you said you're getting that man that's a good team up like that and the funny thing is spidey gets there peter gets there and he ends up telling the joke and then he explains it twice because they're not <laughs> laughing it's like you know like there's a distinct odor and it's not good 
they still and he's like it's almost like one of you made a noxious gas like come on vapor at least you should laugh and they're like yeah it wasn't funny i'm like oh that's so good and even then it's like there's the you know the old head peter parker comes in he's late he ends up saying that the lame when ben just tosses the thing they really like if you're if you're mad about Ben taking over the book or whatever, this would be where you're like Zeb Wells is trying to convince you that, that Ben he is, is just the better so, Spider-Man. so cool yeah. and fun. And, but it, it's cool. In my mind, it works because Peter has been beat up and he has been put through the ringer by Nick Spencer and everything that has happened. And you would almost again, you almost could go with the idea of Peter deciding goes back they fight the ufos they defeat him peter goes back and says "Damn, jay you know what we do need to take some time out you know i do have to deal with my problems and everything with the spider-man it's it's figured out ben's gonna take over he's gonna do it the problem is he's involved with this corporation that they're not really pushing too much peter's side but peter can't think that this is something good and he kind of does say you know, yells at Ben about it a bit, but whatever. I do like, we didn't even mention at the end, again, you want to see badass Ben Riley, where he's not there to talk to Peter when they were having that dinner for any sort of permission. And he's, he says it. He's like, I'm not I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. I've already done it. I've already been paid. It's, it's a courtesy even to tell you, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but it's happening, and you're going to have to deal with it. And by the way, I don't want you around and, you know, all that stuff going on. But they start fighting the UFOs. UFOs just uh, kind of recently showed up in the Immortal Hulk. Uh, but they end up fighting. And at that one point, Ben gets gets walloped. I mean, he gets really, really hit. And it doesn't affect them because of this whole deal where you end up having, I think it was, Ironclad that just punches him. Yeah, and he's able to like, he 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 blocks it, but like you see the ground kind of just shatter beneath his feet, and he's and Spider Man's like or Peter is like, what's going on? How did you even do that? He's like, oh yeah, I have like this this thing in my suit. It's like kinetic foam, you know, works wonders with these kinds of people. And again, you're you're getting all of these things. That's like, yeah, Ben Riley is the better. Spider-Man. He's cool, and, but the funny thing about this, I love this too, where it's like. It's this kinetic sensitive phone on my costume locks under impact. Pretty neat, huh? And you'd not only just have Peter say it's okay, but the font is really, really small. So he's just like, mm, it's okay. <laughs> like he's muttering it under his breath because he knows it's good. Like he doesn't have all the cool stuff and all the things and going on. And in the meantime, the Beyond Corp, they've even bought up the, the useless stock of Parker industry, like everything Peter ever did, they have. And, and they're going through, but they're, they're actually a, a good team at one point where they basically say, you know, listen, let's get serious. Let's hit them hard. Let's get this done because y- you don't need these guys hanging around too long. Let's go at it. And they do. Now, with that, you end up having like an x-ray. He gets punched through. But you have Vapor who ends up pretty much, you know, letting loose this toxic gas. And it does not affect Ben. Ben still fights because he's got this new suit. Well, it's now, not just X. I mean, it's not yeah, just yeah. vapor. It's also X-ray has X-ray this as well, giant yeah. explosion now. of whatever kind of blast that he did. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. And then you end up where, you know, hey, I got radiation shielding. This is all the stuff that Ben's saying with this costume. Now, he acts as if he's like, 
Oh, where, where's Peter? Oh, oh my God, I forgot you didn't have my costume on. He's been bragging about it. I guess he's just, you know, kind of a little self-centered at this point. P- Peter can't breathe. He's having some problems. Uh, even at that, when when it goes up, like, what is this? And starts coughing. And then it's just there. And then vapor ends up going and Peter just starts vomiting. And you end up having vapor say, I think we made our point. Let's go. We don't even know why they were there and if this is a setup, if this is something like that, and maybe Peter wasn't supposed to even show up or whatnot, but you end up where, you know, Peter is in big trouble. He's he's gonna be in the hospital. I mean, yeah, he, he blacks in out big trouble. Yeah, he's, he's vomiting because, blood and everything. Yeah. Now you said that if it's if it's radiation, there's kind of a an iffy deal, but I think it's also just like noxic noxious gas and, and yeah. whatever it is, uh, he is in big trouble. He is sick. And we see next issue, he's, you know, in the hospital ER type deal. So there, there, we get what we expected. We get him out. I actually like the way they did this, that you ended up having Ben do this because this also is going to be a thing for Ben to get upset about, for Ben to try to get revenge or whatnot. And I do think that we're going to find out that UFOs were paid maybe by the Beyond Corporation to test out the suit to make it look great. Hey, look at our Spider-Man type deal. Uh, oh, that would be interesting. Which that would be crazy. And and even with the thing that, I mean, we, we've been talking and they've been talking, Ben keeps saying about the idea that everything's being recorded or whatever. I mean, Peter does take off his mask and Ben's right there with him. I don't know if they'll play that out as well. But you end up having these backups too and they're real quick. You end up, you know, getting a almost like a Daughters of the Dragon type deal uh, with Misty Knight, something that I, I actually like. Uh, these two characters, so I'm looking for, but it's and it's a recruitment. You end up having at the end Ben Riley come. Hey, you want to join up? You want to go with us? You hear us for hire? Let's go. Not much there. And then at the end, you have another backup by Zeb Wells. Kelly Thompson did the one with Misty, and then you have a backup with the Ravencroft Institute, which is pretty cool. They're doing the experiments on Electro. It looks like it was two weeks ago where they end up then where they hired Dr. Kafka to be the person who's going to do the therapy with ben riley she's not into it until she sees that it's ben that is going to be the deal so she ends up agreeing with it there but it says next week and there is peter it's a crazy looking little uh cover there i think it looks really good it's horrific if you're a peter parker fan but uh yeah yeah he's in trouble mary jane's upset and we'll have to see how that goes and then just as a crazy deal at the very very end you get a don't miss ben riley spider-man book Written by J.M. DeMatteis. That's going to be coming in January. Uh, so we'll have to see what that's all about. Because when we get to January, does that mean then Peter's back as Amazing Spider-Man? And then we get a Ben Riley setup. Because why would we need a Ben Riley book if we have the regular Spider-Man? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this little bit of Ben Riley. We're going to get a ton each week. I mean, like five issues, it said, a month. So you might even double. It's crazy. But I'm into it. I, I like this. I thought it was fun. I want to see more. Obviously, the big mystery is who's this Beyond Corporation and are they on the up and up? Uh, but we'll have to find that out. I don't. I think that we would say that they're not, but we'll we'll see. But what would you give this? Oh man, uh, I think I might be a little bit more positive. Uh, I I don't know. I, I like. I want to hear you first because I have I have mine. I think that we'll both go nine. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. what mine is. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, and it's a start, and I'm fired up for it. Yeah, I, other, other uh, than the very like 
sad and like scary ending for for Peter Parker. This was actually a really fun story. Like I said, the interactions between Ben and Parker, other than like the argument, their dialogue was great. I do enjoy the story. I think that we will see a lot of character development for Ben. Um, because if you have not read any Scarlet Spider story, he has had it rough. And I think it's just the uh, quote unquote Parker luck that may be attached to him as well. But he he has something good lining up for him. He's got to with as much bad yeah, things and, that have and gone with that. I think that there's the worry and I think they're setting up as well. What would happen? Because his life is great now. Janine's out of jail. They have tons of money. They have a, what happens if he starts to realize maybe, that, but he's not going to want to upset Janine. Like there's a lot of stuff involved. Like this isn't something where you would think Ben, oh, he, he finds out something's a little off and he's like, I quit. And I go, no, he can't really. He's kind of stuck here with what's going on, especially with Janine. That's why I think they had that where they got her out of jail because she's right back in jail. Probably if, if he ends up, you know, cut or worse. And so it's almost like, like joining the mob almost how much he's getting for this. And, and, you know, when is he going to end up having to, you know, do something he doesn't want to do for them because of all this. It's, but I, I do like seeing at the moment where he's happy, uh, because like you said, not often happy Ben. And, uh, even like that with the Parker luck, it usually doesn't work out. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. I'm excited. I, I think that it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of Ben Riley fans out there. Eric and Brandon are huge Ben Riley fans. And then I'm like, what, what is your favorite Ben Riley? Eric's whole thing is, I just thought he looked cool when he showed up. <laughs> I'm like, well, well what story? Eh, he didn't really have that many great stories. He'd always just show up and things and stuff. So hopefully. We get that, and I know that that last Scarlet Spider book, Brandon did not like. Brandon was not into that for some reason. I, I started getting into to Ben Riley's uh, Spider-Man at one point. I can't remember how long ago. At one point, he became like a Texas resident. Like he was okay. staying in Houston, so Texas. You were like, oh and man, I was, it's local. I was like, that's awesome. Let's let's start reading Ben Riley, and that's when I learned. Oh man, you your life sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. Which well, it was the cable book with young cable when he had that deal. Basically, the cult that he was going after, right, was in my county. It's like Bucks County, PM. Like, oh, they got to be pieces of crap. Then, <laughs> like, you better watch out, cable. You're in big trouble. But yeah, it's it's kind of fun when you have. That's one of the the neat things where, and even Reggie, R.I.P. Reggie, when he talked to me about the Marvel stuff, what he loved, and and you get this, I think that. Even in that one deal that drove people nuts, that documentary with Dan Slott, where a lot of people end up saying that it's so cool that the Marvel Universe, a lot of it takes place in New York City. If you grow up in New York City and you're reading Spider-Man and you actually go past a building that that was in one of the issues. So there's that what happened. Like you go and chuckle because there's where Gwen Stacy died. Right. You chuckle because you got no soul. But, you know, Reggie thought that that was neat. He ended up going to some comic store. That was like featured in some weird issue at one point. And that was like his local comic store. And uh, yeah, that's a cool deal when you have that. That's why I, I kind of wish that DC went that route. But, you know, they go with the, the phony, the phony cities and things like that. But overall, I'm I'm excited for the Spider-Man. Hopefully, you know, it's something that we could all have fun with and 
kind of and it's different i'm not gonna say right now and i tried i did mention nick spencer's name the one time just as a joke but i'm not gonna compare this to that we had that run we seemingly think that he got fired before him which was a shame and then you go to this so this is just a new thing this is different we'll just go forward with it i'm really liking it we both give it nine so we're fired up and it'll bite us in the butt <laughs> At some point, somebody will say, and at least we didn't think, you know, Harry was Norman here or vice versa. So we're good to go. But uh, tell everybody where they can find you before we uh, head off. Yeah, of course. You can always find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Uh, Linktree is usually in the uh, description here of the podcast, but also in my bio on Twitter. Uh, all the links to all the shows that I host, DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Comic Book Legion Podcast, all three of the Weird Science Podcasts here, um, DC Manga and Marvel, as well as the Ranger Alliance and the newly added Star Wars Alliance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So check Clay out. All those all awesome. And now I'm going to go up. Not a lot of books this week. So I'm going to go up probably right now. I'm going to guess that I'll be going off to Captain Marvel. All right. Next up is Captain Marvel number 33, The Last of the Marvels, part two, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Sergio Davilia, inks by Sean Parsons, colors by Jesus Urbatov, and letters by VC's Clayton Cowles. Months ago, the alien conqueror Vox Supreme Chap Carol inside a black suit that forced her to do his bidding intending to build a master race of warriors. He sent her after the Avengers, but they outsmarted him and sent him to the raft, or so Carol thought, until a mysterious person wearing the dark suit attacked her. After a brutal fight, Carol was able to free the prisoner, Phyla Vell, of the Guardians of the Galaxy and holder of the Captain Marvel name, which brought Carol to an important realization. Vox is gathering marvels, even though she seems to forget that here. And he's after Miss Marvel next. And she's trying to get a hold of all the Marvels at the end of last issue. She does end up going to see Kamala. Kamala is being taken by more of these black suits, we'll call them. And in that, she doesn't quite get the idea that these are already taken over Marvels. She ends up like, I don't know what's going on with these things. These robots or something? No, no, no. You, you, You jump to conclusions last issue at points, right? But once you jump to that conclusion, kind of stay there. Stay where you jump to, kind of get a little comfortable. And when you end up seeing any more of these Vox Supreme black suits come at you, just assume that they are former Marvels. Maybe that will help you at least figure something out. It doesn't until, you know, you have what is Spectrum Monica Rambeau phase out and go, hey, Carol, it's me, and boom. It's like such a forced way for Carol to get the idea and get a light bulb overhead. Oh, my God. These are more marvels. Even though at that point, it's almost the little too late scenario because we ended that last issue with these black suits grabbing Kamala, right? We said that. You end up having what looks like that symbiote deal of the suit, kind of creeping and crawling up her leg. She is going to be taken over by it. We know when that happens, there's big trouble. So you have Carol grab her and bust out of the apartment and goes and thinks, I got to get out of here. I got to get where people won't get hurt. Even though I, I swear the way that the art plays out is that she just busts out. I'm talking like destroys her way out of the city, but they get outside the city. They get to you know, a place where they can fight and not hurt anybody else. And then they crash, and you have the black suits come up, and 
Carol says, Kamala, come on, you get yourself together. We got to we got to fight. Can you fight? She's like, yeah, yeah, I can. You know, you have me. I'll embiggen. Let's bring it on. And they get their butts kicked. I mean, they're 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 fighting back, but they're pretty much just getting destroyed. Remember, these suits have all the powers, all these things going on, and they're they're outnumbered. When they were getting towards there, you did have Carol send out the APB to everyone. Oh, my God. And everyone for this book and her is Jess, Rody, Jen, Tony, then yells Cap, anyone, right? And I guess this is on like a an open channel that maybe if you're really in trouble, you would think that Carol would be basically saying, hey, Avengers, assemble your butts and come and help me. But she sends out this message. Now, with that, even I, I'm a dummy. I'm a big dummy. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, why didn't she call her sister L'Oreal? She can teleport right there. She's a big hitter. I love L'Oreal. And eventually, Carol kind of comes to the idea of maybe I have to do that. But it, it really feels that this issue feels padded at points. And it feels like things happen not as a progression of the story, but they happen because you can't get too far or you can't have too much happen there because you need to have, you know, some action. You need the heroes to kind of fall behind a bit. So Carol and Kamala fighting. They're going to need to get beat up a little so that, you know, you get some stakes going on and things like that. And they are getting beat up as, you know, a bunch of them tear off and the black suits go after Kamala again. They're going to try to, you know, envelope her in that suit. Well, while that's happening, Carol goes off to another one, starts fighting, and then that's where you get Spectre. Monica Rambeau kind of pulls out, phases out. Doesn't say anything, but then gets sucked back in. And pretty much, I'm telling you, this is like a flag. Hey, it's us. <laughs> Former Marvels here, remember? I mean, it, it's such a forced way for Carol. Like, oh, my God, there it is. It's it's Monica. It's happening. The other thing, though, is because kind of at a dead end, we're at a, you know, painting ourselves in a corner type thing where Kelly Thompson needs another forced thing where Monica goes out and sends coordinates into Carol's head. Doesn't say what they are. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe this is a plea for help. We saw that ye had Philavel was trying to, you know, get away from this and trying to signal because these are, they end up being, you know, former Marvels, former Captain Marvels and things like that. So they are heroes and they're very strong. So they're trying to fight. Well, Monica gets the coordinates that Carol will use, but in the here and now, Kamala is about to be enveloped in this and they're going to take her and then the cavalry. Shows up and it is Rhodey It is Spider-Woman, it is Hazmat They come in, they start kicking Some butt, but really The only thing that they end up Accomplishing here is Maybe giving Carol A little extra room Also to grab Kamala Because those three are in trouble They're going to be making a trip In a minute, but that's when Again, Carol's like, maybe I should call my Sister the accuser I'm like, why didn't you go right away? But calls out, L'Oreal, Lori, can you hear me? Come on. She teleports in as the fight's still going on, but Kamala needs help. You end up having Kamala go with Lori. Hey, Lori, teleport to Tony. Tell her, tell him I sent you, and you know they can fix it out. He was working on Philavel and all this stuff. Anyway, tell him to save Kamala from this. Go get out of here. I'll try to figure out what's going on. I'll try to free everybody else because they're about to be taken. And then they are. Rhodey, Jess, and Jen 
end up being taken away. Now, the only thing that Carol really can think of doing, except maybe gathering, you know, a strike force or team, she heads off for those coordinates. So she ho- ho- goes off and she's like, I-, I don't recognize this planet. Wait, I do recognize this planet. This is Hala, or it was, and this is where Marvell died, where he sacrificed himself to the Phoenix Force to save the planet in Secret Avengers number 26 through 28. You get a nice little editor's note there. And the planet seems to have rebuilt itself a bit through that. Carol even says it's like a messed up Adam and Eve type deal. And then just to make, again, it's a weird deal with Kelly Thompson. She likes to meander a bit, but then to make up for that, everything is like boom, boom, boom. She goes, oh, this is Hala. Marvell fell here. Oh, I think that that huge building with the Captain Marvel symbol on the top, I think that that's where Supreme Vox would be. Let's go there. And she does. And he's there. I mean, it's as simple as that. Well, meanwhile, you do have L'Oreal take Kamala to Tony. Tony must not have been answering the open line that Carol's yelling because he has no idea what's going on. But they're going to try to help Kamala. Looks like they'll be able to. She ends up seeing Philabelle like, oh, my God, are you trying to help her, too? I, I think I need a second opinion. Um, but like, hey, where, where's Carol? Tony asked. Like, I don't know. She went off. I, she didn't give you any coordinates. And it's weird, like that coordinates mentioned but no no she she'll probably call her something right that's what she does yeah i guess that's what she does well we go off then and carol just busts into this big building there is vox supreme like hey what up and he's doing the double talk where he talks in two different voices talks about how he's building this great planet he's and here he's collecting former marvels he's gonna make this whole Army, all these things that we kind of already know. Now, with that, I still want to know how the hell he got out of the raft and why they don't have any record of him there. When Carol ended up calling and talking to the raft, they're like, we we don't have any record of that person being here. All right, that's weird. Neyman kind of mentioned it in the recap, but we have no no real even mention of it in the actual issue. And I'm afraid that that's going to be like just a little bit of a detail. That's swept under the rug. I hope not, because I really want to know how the hell that happened. But yeah, she sees everybody. Oh, my God, there's all the former Captain Marvels. There's even, like we said, we should have Rhodey, uh, Hazmat, and Spider-Woman. They're all there. Oh, what are you doing? And it's just like, you know, back and forth dialogue, not doing much. You end up having Vox Supreme getting pretty annoyed with, Carol getting pretty annoyed with her jokes I have enough of your jokes I had enough so I'm Just gonna go boom and I'm gonna put you In a space coffin like you put me in And I'm gonna send you out in space and that's it It just it's it's really odd that You get the box supreme and it's just Like oh I I thought you were doing this Plan yep I'm doing it I'm doing it right here where you ended Up having Marvel sacrifice Himself and uh so you Kind of Go with all this, and is this like partly Marvel with some sort of weird thing? I, I don't know, but there's Carol. She's stuck in a space coffin going through space. She tries to blast her way out, and she can't. The art's really good. I really do like the art, but the story itself, I mean, the idea of, and, and again, I think that in my mind, I don't know about everybody else, but the Vox Supreme stuff was okay. You know, she goes to attack the Avengers because of this, because of the suit. Then they kind of do a little pocket deal, pocket, and they, they trick them and they get them. Uh, but in the meantime, 
with this, I, I didn't need Vox Supreme back. Now, this seems like a big story. Oh, my God, all the Marvels in one deal? Kind of, you know, kind of a little reminiscent or not reminiscent yet, but kind of the same vibe as the movie coming up. Like, oh, you know, what's this going to be about? And then you get to it. I'm like, it's really not that great yet. It doesn't feel big. It should feel bigger. It should be. But things are just kind of like rushed at points, but then extended in others. And they're always, in my mind, the wrong places to do that. Again, who am I? But overall, I'm going to give this a six out of 10. I think the art's really, really good. I like the last issue. I like the first one. So maybe this is just a little bit of a downer to get things rolling. Now we know you know, we kind of did the plan and what Vox Supreme's doing. Carol's in trouble. So that's kind of cool. Maybe from here it'll pick up again. But this just, it just seemed like, you know, a bit of meandering issue, big fight. And then in the end, just things too easily and just exposition. But I'm not going to continue just saying that because we're going to move on to the next book, which is something that I wanted to do with Brandon. Couldn't really get a hold of Brandon or get a time. Uh, Brandon is a busy man, and once you end up having the Buffalo Bills season start, he becomes a little more busier. So I'm going to assume right now that unless Brandon like gets a hold of me and says, hey, we're recording tonight or whatnot, I will wait for him to be ready. And yeah, this is Extreme Carnage Omega. It is a shame because me and him had been going through each issue, but I'll get to that right now. And Extreme Carnage Omega is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, pencils by Manuel Garcia, inks by Cam Smith, colors by Guru Effects and VC's Travis Lanham on letters. Carnage has physically corrupted its younger siblings, the Life Foundation symbiotes one by one, reaching out through the telepathic link they all share, the Hive. Phage, Riot, Lasher, and now Agony are Carnage's willing emissaries. Carnage has infiltrated Senator Arthur Crane's anti-alien Friends of Humanity movement. Flash Thompson, a.k.a. Agent Anti-Venom, has only just put the pieces of Carnage's evil plan together. Has he? Now Flash, Andy Benton, bonded to a new hybrid symbiote and calling herself Silence, Toxin, and its new host, Bren Waters, and Flash's war buddy Hanker racing to stop Carnage from realizing his apocalyptic scheme from unfolding, but they may be too late. So you have this going on, and this is the finale to this extreme Carnage quote-unquote event. It ends up having on the cover the symbiotic story of the summer ends here. Well, yeah, it was the symbiotic story of the summer. It also stunk. It was not very good. It ended up being too long. You end up with each of these issues coming in pretty much, you know, hey, who's going to get together with one of these Life Foundation symbiotes? Let's get to Washington, D.C., to the senator. And then it's revealed that all along you think that Carnage is the senator. No, Carnage is the senator's son. That's the big reveal. And now we're going to go. But all in all, you just keep thinking this feels less. This feels less than a Carnage deal. It ends up setting up some things. This doesn't really end at the end of this. It sets up something more, but also sets up something more to up the ante with Carnage, which to me you didn't really need. Plus, as Brandon had said, the bunch of issues that we did, he's kind of at this point after King and Black and Null, he's pretty symbioted out. And I agree. And I think that what ends up happening with this book, you end up having King and Black. 
And then that's ending. Then you end up ending the Ryan Stegman, Donnie Cates, Venom run. But what are we going to do in the meantime? What are we going to do symbiote-like until you end up having the next round of Venom with Al Ewing and Ram V and Brian Hitch? What are we going to fill the space with? And they just threw this in here. And it's it's not good. And it ends up where it's just overload. To me, it ends up being more of a saturation of symbiote stories than actually keeping you interested in what might be coming. If you end up not having this, get this out. You don't have Venom that ended. And you're waiting and waiting. Even at the back when I saw the coming next Venom 1, I'm like, yeah, that'll be cool. Let's get to that. I think that you could have gotten that at a fever pitch that people would want. But the people who wanted to go and like, I, I like symbiotes. I love carnage. Go into this. Don't hear anybody talking about this. Barely anybody's reviewing it. It just hasn't been good. And so you go into this final issue and things start getting fudged. It ends up being just a big battle. It gets confusing. And then at the end, again, the idea that it's the senator's son and it's carnage and this, you know, Friends of Humanity movement, everything just swirls around where you're like, I just want something cool with Carnage. I thought Carnage was cool. This isn't that cool. And Philip Kennedy Johnson writing this, I know that a lot of people are fans of his, uh, getting more and more fans on his action comics over at, at DC. I'm not that big a fan. I don't think that he has a great storytelling, you know, vibe to him. And having these bookend issues are like my least favorite issues of this whole deal. And that's what kind of, you know, throws me off here. But you end up starting out where, as the senator is giving this giant speech, you know, possibly at RFK Stadium, wherever it would be, and the stadium's full. I mean, you're really pushing the idea that this Friends of Humanity, down with the aliens, you know, that there's, and they're pushing the idea that down with aliens means that they're really narrow minded, that they really are hateful. I don't know. After a null attack and after what's already going on, yeah, you're pushing it a little too far with this, but I don't know. You really have had some things going where maybe not down with aliens. And I'll, I'll even repeat this at the end even more. Maybe down with symbiotes. Maybe somebody knows and figures out, and it's like, it's not really aliens. That, that's too broad. You know, you're yelling down with aliens, and then some poor guys are like, well, I've been a good guy. No, no, no. Down with symbiotes. And so you end up as Flash, Toxin, and Silence are trying to get to the stadium in time. They don't seem like they're going to get there, but their man Hank is on the inside. When they call him, he has been seemingly killed. By Riot, the symbiote Riot. And the phone's ringing. He's like, come on, Hank, pick up, pick up. Well, Riot ends up picking up and just starts talking trash. Hey, sorry, Thompson, your war buddy ain't going to call you. He went down. We knew he was in here all along. Carnage isn't stupid. We had this whole deal. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to take you down. Oh, no. Right behind Riot, you see Hank has stood up. Now, Hank is a complete mess. He looks like he has lost every bit of blood of his. So when he pops up, you kind of do see the idea that a symbiote's enveloping around. And you end up seeing the point of view of Riot's head being cut off. And then you see that sleeper. And I like sleeper. I like the symbiote sleeper. And he's there and he gets the phone. Now, in that, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm a dummy. I'm not even thinking the idea is, oh my God, Hank was sleeper. I'm like, 
where did Sleeper come from? Did he jump in front? But he says, hey, it's me, Sleeper. Yeah, yeah, uh, Hank will be fine. I'm going to heal him all that. Hey, does he know he's a symbiote with you? Does he know that you bought? No, he doesn't know. So all along, this in a reveal here, and, and this is a shocking reveal because I'm shocked that he had no idea that this was happening or had happened. Well, like, oh, oh, Hank, he always had Sleeper. When when you ended up having Flash send Hank into the, you know, pretty much the lion's den here of the senator and his inside, he ended up having the Sleeper symbiote bond with him, but he doesn't know that. So we'll end up later, if, if this continues, when and if or what, you'll end up having Hank maybe like, what did you do to me? That is end. And then Flash will say, you would have died because uh, he would have. But. Yeah, that takes care of Riot. So we'll, we'll ding him out. He is out. But they're still heading towards the stadium and still trying to stop the center who they think at that point is Carnage. When they go, you see the center is like, oh, you know what? All you guys out there, you're heroes. You're the greatest thing as you see some people going through the stadium. They're locking everybody in. All right. Let's get the cattle in the pen here as he then. The senator says, I want to introduce you to my boy, Arthur. He's one of us, too. He hates all these stinking aliens. Come on, Arthur. Show him what you got. All of a sudden, boom, you see a red tendril type deal go through the center because Arthur is now revealed. He is fully carnage, ends up killing the center and then rips him apart. I mean, he grabs like two sides of him, rips them apart in seven pieces, throws them. It is just disgusting. And ends up yelling at the people, hey, everybody, you got the right idea. You know, we are pretty bad. We're bad to the bone. Hey, everybody here, I want you to meet my kids. Hey, get them, boys and girls. You have the symbiotes. Go. And as you would know at this point, we end up having Lasher, Agony, and Phage are left. They go into the crowd and start eating people. As Carnage just laughs and watches it all. He's like, I'm going to get some of that for me. And ends up in the end. Goes down security detail, they're gone down. Alchemex people, they're. And so you have everybody being ripped apart. Luckily, then that's when the cavalry does arrive and the good guys, Team Flash Thompson. So the first one there is Sleeper, who goes and pretty much slices up Phage and takes him out. While that's going on, you then have Lasher and Agony going and doing their lashing and their agonying. And that's where Team Flash Thompson comes in, a gun's ablazing, and you end up having Agony go against Silence, says, oh, what did you do with Scream? Oh, we're something different, and we're going to take you down, while Toxin goes off to take care of Lasher, and Flash goes to confront Carnage and says, what's going on, Carnage? You know, I thought you were the senator, and then we get the background here of why he ended up bonding with Arthur. And he says he was going to eventually get to the senator, but on the way, he ended up going through Arthur and found a kindred spirit. And and again, this might feel right to some people. It, it feels like Carnage has this big plan and decides that he's going to stop because he found himself a BFF. Because he's like, this Arthur, he, he's a serial killer. Nobody knows it. His dad kind of covered it up, but he was killing animals. Then he went bums. You know, the progression. Animals, bums, classmates That's how it works And so he ended up staying And kind of going with this idea I'll kind of make this a longer term plan Maybe, but what is the plan? I don't know 
he's kind of getting into the government and stuff like that. But again, I, I just want to see Carnage. Well, while that's going on, you end up having Tony Stark show up, Iron Man. Iron Man, you came in. He's like, yep, here I am in my Extrembiote armor. That won't cause any problems. Boom. Hits Carnage. Carnage goes down. Tony starts like, yeah, it worked. All right. Then all of a sudden, you have Carnage turn the tables where it starts affecting and taking over the Extrembiote armor because it is a symbiotic thing. And says, you thought you could just wear our stuff? No, no, no. You're nonsense. I'm taking it. And ends up dissipating this armor off of Tony where Tony's yelling, don't let him get it. It's very important. I'm like, you, you done did it again, Tony. You done messed up because now Carnage gets this extremio tech and whoop, 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 goes off because what ends up happening ends up turning into a giant dragon. That's kind of the motif of the symbiotes at points grabs agony and it's like, smell you later, people and leaps and says, we'll fight you again later. As Tony showing, don't let it get away. With the armor, the extremiote, off it goes. And with that, without Carnage there, you know, you're going to have problems. You have the other symbiotes go down. You end up there with Phage again and Lasher, and they're going to go down. And they do. They get netted up. They get taken down. And they are sent off to our man, Dr. Steve, to, you know, control, to study, to make sure things aren't going, even though at that point... Dr. Steve seems a little bit more evil than he was before. He seems to have a bit more of a connection and almost feels like he's Captain Kirk touching the glass when Spock's going down. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm just waiting. As this is going on, you have all the symbiotes in these tubes. He's just sitting there watching. He puts his finger again. And I I just waited for this. Welcome to daddy's home. Something like that. Welcome home. Uh, You didn't get it. But you have... Everything of the Life Foundation kind of controlled except Agony and Carnage. You know, pretty much the important ones, especially Carnage. And then you end up having Flash. You know, what are we going to do? What What is Andy going to do? What is Bren going to do with Toxins? Like, hey, Bren, you should go home. You're a young kid. He's like, no, no, no. I ended up helping a lot, right? I helped you guys. Yeah, you did, but you should go home. No, no, no. Me and Toxin, we helped a lot, right? You're right. Come on. Join the team, pal. And yeah, they're going to go and If anything came out of this, if we get a team Flash Thompson symbiote anti-venom agent deal with Andy and Brent, I'd be down with that. I think that that's pretty cool. And they were pretty much the shining thing of all this nonsense. Um, But yeah, at the end, you even have Brent, we won. We did this together. Toxin and me helped you out. And he's like, we didn't win. They got away and people died. And now people are more upset with aliens. This is where I said at the beginning that I wanted to, you know, pull around. Okay, you have King and Black. Noel comes down, symbiote hell. Then you have Carnage, who, who goes and gets symbiote hell. Why aren't you just going after symbiotes? They even say, people are going to look at other people and go, that's an alien. No, no, no. If anything, that could be a symbiote, which we did see at the end of the Donny Cates run when you did have that little interlude deal where Flash was in the bar, or the I guess it was a coffee shop, and you ended up having Alchemex hit Goon Squad come in, and there were a bunch of symbiotes there, like they were out and about hidden among us and things like that. Just don't go alien. Don't go, you know, general. Go for the specific threat and the specific things, and the specific is symbiotes. But you find out that Arthur, the senator's son, he's been now appointed senator. There you go. 
you know, serial killer, symbiotic carnage host, senator. Oh, my God. Like, what a trajectory he's on. He's going up that ladder of success he is. Uh, And then you have a bunch of people around the world, as Flash is saying, people are going to be mad. They're going to be you have these newscasts, and I like the art throughout this, but these newscasts, I swear, when they're watching the newscast about the aliens and about carnage and about what happened to the center, the first one is like, now we're reporting in an empty field with overgrown grass and maybe a couch. That's what the first one looks like. The next one, I swear, is that supposed to be the stage where the senator was? Because suddenly, it's not a stadium. It's in the middle of a forest area with, I don't know. I really don't. And maybe it's something I'm not going to, these newscasts that people seem to be watching uh, appear to be like, you know, and look at this field. Look at these trees. Oh, my God. That might be a barn. Oh, my God. Look at that couch in a field. Next up. More couches and fields, but it's supposed to be like, oh, we got to do this. And you see Arthur go, and now he's senator. He's taken over. This is his deal. Carnage is not with him. He says, I'm trying, and he has a secretary there that we already know is agony. And like, hey, I can't feel him anymore. What's going on? Can you tell Carnage to come back? I thought he's my BFF. Oh, we still have a use for you as agony turns into agony. But again, we already knew that. We've seen this one was that. So it, that's the cliffhanger of the end. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't good. It really wasn't. And then it says next, Venom number one on sale, saying here October 13th. But I think that was delayed, if I'm not mistaken. But maybe not. That would be next week. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, But at the end, I give this a 5.1 for this. Uh, And overall, I think that the overall thing's like a six. It was not good. It was not anything that I think later when people start looking up like best carnage stories, best symbiote stories, this this isn't going to be part of it because this wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. It wasn't even good for most of it. So with that, I'm going to go off quickly to one last book. All right. And to end things very quickly, we'll talk a little about Deadpool, Black, White and Blood number three. You get the three stories in here. This is the third issue, obviously. It's number three. And if you've read any of these, even the black and white, the Wolverine, the car, all of those things, you know what you're going to get here. It's an anthology with the gimmick of just using black, white, and red as the art deal. And this is Deadpool doing his thing. And it's it's good. I got some chuckles out of this. You end up having Jay Baruchel in the first story, the actor. He's writing it with art by Paco Medina, and it's okay. You get a quick story about Deadpool doing a job, and he's supposed to be paid with a penguin, but the guy who's supposed to pay him the penguin couldn't get the penguin because the monastery that sends out the penguins that's in the Himalayas never sent it. It's goofy. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm explaining it. It doesn't make sense. But when Deadpool goes to collect his penguin from the monastery, he finds out that there aren't nuns there. They're actually white supremacist Nazis who are doing a lot of angel dust. He ends up killing them, gets the penguin. Boom. There. Frees all the penguins, he does, and goes off. There's some good jokes. There's some pop culture stuff that's pretty fun. Uh, The next story is The Bet by Frank Thierry with art by Takeshi Okazaki and letters by VCs Josephino. I, I think I like this one the most. The art is really, really good. 
And it is a team-up, a reluctant team-up, at least on the side of Bullseye. And aren't most of the Deadpool team-ups reluctant on the other side? Deadpool is always in for a team-up, but nobody wants to team-up with him. But it is a team-up in the sense that, you know, Bullseye and Deadpool are going to go through a gauntlet at a villain's, you know, lair. Not Dragon's Lair. Villain's Lair. But they're both trying to get to the end to kill this guy who happens to be the Dr. Doom's cousin Vinny with a little My Cousin Vinny joke, you know, wrapped up nicely in that. Um, But they're going through the gauntlet. Like I said, they're going through zombies, ninjas, all the things that you would get. The art's incredible, even sharks with lasers, a little Austin Powers deal. And they even throw out the idea, well, in the movie, they weren't really sharks. They couldn't get them, so they had sea bats. You know, you have all that going. Also, monkeys throwing feces. And then in a room that has all of this, you know, poison gas, Bullseye ends up falling down because you have a healing factor with Deadpool. And there was a joke running about the healing factor, and that's all Deadpool brings up. But it does save him. He goes in to get this guy, finally gets to this final boss deal, even kind of, you know, says that. I spent a lot of quarters to get this boss deal, and the boss is dead. My cousin Vinny is dead because Domino came in the back door and shot him in the head. She was able to avoid all of the stuff and basically laughs at them. What did you go through? You went through all that? I just came in this window. It was open. One guy, he wasn't even armed, came in and shot this guy. Wah, 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 and then it goes. Yeah. And then the last story, the one that I actually like caught my eye, it's by Stan Sakai who does the Yusagi Yohimbo. So I'm like, oh, that's neat. And it's called The Perfect Ones. It's with Stan Sakai's writing, art, and letters, Rachel Rosenberg, on the colors. And it's just how Deadpool got his swords. And it's a cute little story. There's not much to it. I, I was hoping for a little more out of this. But you go down like, is he going to get a hammer? No, that's been done before. Is he going to get a gun? He likes the guns, but when he holsters it, he shoots his toe off, right? You end up having, you know, Plexico Burris has shown up, boom. And that's a little dated now, but it makes me giggle. And then at the end, he gets swords. He's like, ooh, these swords are cool. I'm going to use these double katanas as a like a whole herd of samurai are coming about to fight him. And then the end, it, it's okay. Like I said, it's very quick. This whole thing reads very quick. If you like Deadpool and just want a quick dose of them, we don't have a Deadpool book now. So I, I kind of don't mind this. A lot of times when you have a Deadpool run, Depending on the, the writers and stuff like that, it starts to get a little too much. Yet I like to have these different, you know, views, these different takes on them. You're always going to get back to jokey, you know, over the top violence, pop culture references, but at least it, it feels like each story you're like, okay, we're reset fresh, boom. And I, I think that it plays out well. I think Deadpool as a character actually plays out well for this type of thing. And boy, I'm telling you, just for that Takashi Okazaki art in that Frank tape, it's worth it. It is so good. Uh, but overall, I'd give this as a total deal, like an 8. An 8 out of 10. Again, though, I'm a Deadpool fan. If you don't like Deadpool, this is not going to be anything you'll like. It'd be a hard sell. This isn't set up for people to love Deadpool and or, or actually go and like, oh, man, this convinced me to love. No, this is for people who already like Deadpool to get a little... Deadpool action, you know, in and out. That's why anthologies are kind of cool. In and out, you get these stories quick. They have to be tight, all that. So that is how that all ends. But that is the a podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. 
I hope that, you know, I didn't ramble on too much by myself, but we also had me and Clay earlier talking about the very promising start for Spider-Man. I'm looking forward to that, luckily, because we're going to get it every damn week for a while. Uh, but with that, go over to our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a ton, ton, ton of shows, including this week's badass picks of the week spotlight, which again was Dark Ages number two. Pretty popular book, right? And then that Avengers Tech On number three or whatever by Jim Zub. Oh my goodness. But yeah, you know, you kind of get good and bad. It's the facts of life, isn't it? But yeah, go check that out. Like I said, everything is in the show notes. You can click on there and go to all those things. Hopefully you will. And with all of that, one last reminder, if you are listening to this on something you can subscribe, rate, and review, please do that. That'd be awesome. That would help us out as well. So thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you later.